Welcome to another episode of Lead Me, where we help you take the next steps in leadership. There is one thing that all leaders have in common, complex problems. The longer you lead, the more complex and difficult the problems can be to solve. In today's episode of Lead Me, Pastor Eric and Zach will discuss Craig Rochelle's concept of puck and how it is the essence of what every growing leader must endure. Um, yeah, so we're here today to talk about um, our next uh, Global Leadership Summit speaker. So he was one of the speakers as well uh, last year uh, during 2021. His name is uh, Craig Rochelle, but he is the founder of Life Church, um, and also his team has been responsible for an app that a lot of us use, especially with our cell phones and our technology, but uh, it's the Bible app, the version Bible app, and that has been, you know, downloaded by people all around the world. And so Craig Rochelle is uh, the uh, senior pastor, and uh, he had, uh, he's also the Global Leadership uh, Summit champion, and uh, his job is really to kick things off at, uh, at uh, these um, leadership events. And he always has uh, really good information uh, about leadership and uh, how he's dealt with challenges in the past. But uh, yeah, so today we're just going to talk about Craig Rochelle uh, and his talk last year. And uh, his talk last year was uh, with regards to like Puck. So P-U-C-K. Um, be very careful how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's uh, a term that he coined himself to uh, to really describe what leaders uh, go through and what we experience. But uh, the title really of his uh, sermon was just... Uh, a leader's capacity to grow in a handling puck. So. Yeah, it's quite interesting because, you know, during the time I was dealing with COVID, and and I think that his point was, too, not just to, to think about what happened with COVID, but anytime we go through, mm-hmm. you know, difficulties or struggles or things that catch us off guard, you know, that there's a way to kind of process that as a, le- process it as a leader to kind of handle that. Right. So, yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah, and I mean, just a really just a little bit of reference to where we were because uh, in 2020, really the big topic for the Global Leadership Summit was really leading through uncertainty because yeah. we were in that uncertain time, right? You exactly. know, like the workplace was changing. So many things were in flux. We didn't know what was happening or what to do. I mean, churches didn't know like how to handle that. Like, what does that look like? Uh, businesses didn't know what that looked like as well. So we have that and that was like their big theme. But then like, as we were going to 2021, it was like, well, this is still continuing yeah. and there's still a lot of uncertainty uncertainty in the atmosphere um and there was still a lot of a lot of that stuff going on so that's where this and topic I'm, really and i'm sure that businesses up. and churches i've seen that that those churches that kind of handled the pandemic mm-hmm. in, in a maybe a, a, the better way i should say it's not that oh you know yeah. probably none of it was the best way to handle the pandemic but uh, for those churches that kind of looked at new approaches and didn't just shut mm-hmm. down I think for those churches that shut down, especially smaller churches, mm-hmm. it's been really hard for them to recover, right? Right. To bounce back. And I think that same thing has been said about or thought about businesses, mm-hmm. right? That, you know, if they didn't if they tried to shut down totally 
it kind of really, they had to rethink about how they approached their business or their church to try to keep momentum going and not right. just stop totally. So that, that was a real challenge during that time. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. And I mean, uh, really, no. And I think that's why they really wanted to, or Craig really wanted to kind of bring this to the forefront because, uh, you know, uh, during his conversations and his talk, he talked about how everyone, him included, felt really, really stressed and really, you know, put through, put through the ringer, you know, there's just like one thing after another. And so many people, especially leaders have felt that stress. Yeah. I remember when the, the pandemic first started, it was like, Oh, this is going to be over in about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like months. And then <laughs> you realize, wow, it's been a year and it's yeah. just amazing. Uh, yeah. everything that we went through during that time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, really, so it, this kind of starts off and if uh, you're familiar with, um, Craig's leadership podcast. He uh -huh. always has this catchphrase, but he always says, you know, like everyone wins when the leader gets better. Yes. And so that's how he like really kicks off like these series because, you know, it is our responsibility as leaders to grow because then our teams and people around us grow as well. And so uh, it's about like growing those uh, skills. But I thought it was really nice because uh, he mentioned the next time we have a global pandemic or we get sent home and we have to work from home or whatever that may look like, you know, we're, we have that experience now under our belts, yeah. you know, it was a higher quality issue, a higher quality problem, something that came out of left field, but now, you know, you have that experience. Yeah. And so that's what he kind of talks about here. And, um, I guess we kind of talk about what puck stands for, right? Sure, you know, yeah. We kind of alluded to that and mentioned that, but uh, PUC stands for pain, uncertainty, and chaos. So um, Craig uh, indicated that as a leader, we have to grow in our ability to handle pain, uncertainty, and chaos within our lives to grow. Sure. Yeah, I guess uh, it seems like he went kind of backwards, didn't he? He went from he you know, chaos first and then yeah. uh, all the way to pain. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think about chaos, you know, as a leader, and he mentions it about the the fact that our initial reaction as leaders is to try to take control, right? We want to right. dictate what happens. And sometimes the better leader or the uh, good leader uh, navigates the mm -hmm. chaos rather than trying to try to stall or hold back growth, mm -hmm. right? right? Because maybe maybe going through this experience of chaos, maybe it, it opens the door for mm -hmm. new opportunities and new chances for something mm -hmm. new to take place. As we were talking before the show, you know, it's like for us, you know, it gave us new opportunities to look at how we give, how we, you know, handle communion, uh, how we do things, you know, like, um, so, so, so there were some positives coming out of that chaos that allowed us, but if we were so fixated on controlling the situation mm -hmm. and, and uh, trying to dictate what happened, it can easily make you feel like it's either uh, not do anything, like right. you just stop and pause. Uh, but hopefully when you're a good leader that you can continue to navigate the mm -hmm. chaos, right. uh, that you don't have to be totally in control of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's the thing too, as well. I mean, I found myself really uncomfortable with change just because it's something that's outside of the norm, yeah. right? You know, you're used to things going well, right? So our systems are running well, or, you know, we're finally in a good spot. You know, everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's hit their stride. 
there's less work involved, there's less volatility, you know, and it's easy to just get used to that. Mm -hmm. But we, if we continue in that uh, type of like mindset, we find ourselves like on a plateau, right? Yeah. So no growth at all. And that's been one of the hardest things that I've had to learn and I'm still learning is being comfortable with a little bit of chaos, like a little bit of uncertainty, because ultimately that's where the growth yeah. growth occurs, right? Yeah, thankfully Jesus was one of those ones that yeah. said, "Hey, get out of the water, come come walk to me, like yeah. Peter, you know, right. face the chaos." I mean, can you imagine that uncertainty? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, hey, let there's a storm. <laughs> yeah, take a step out of the boat. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, and that's one thing that. Uh, Craig mentioned as well in his uh, conversation is you could have a control or you could have growth, but you can't have both. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that he mentioned that uh, an employee of his came to him and said, hey, you're you're trying to control this too much. You need to uh -huh. let go. Yeah. And uh, I think that I think that sometimes as leaders, we think that we I don't know if it's that we feel like we're we're better than other people or it's just that we that comfortability level like you mentioned that uh, -huh. uh for us it's more comfortable if we do it or we take care of it right but to just trust others around us uh to right. make good decisions and keep keep people uh you know keep educating keep equipping keep mm -hmm. empowering your leaders around you right and then trust them to do the work you know i think that's important for us as leaders well, and the thing as well to kind of keep in mind, and I've had to remind myself of this as well, um, sometimes we have a hard time delegating work because um, we've gone through their process, right? We've been in that place before. We kind of know, we know the mistakes that could occur. And, you know, we're so afraid that someone else is going to make those same mistakes. And really, it's our job as leaders, mentors to say, hey, I've gone through this. These are the mistakes I've made, but don't be afraid of them making new mistakes because yeah. that just that provides a way to grow right once more yeah. and i think we forget that we were at that place once and we've made mistakes and people have given us grace and forgiveness and now it's our time to provide that uh, in return i mean it's like with jesus like he's given us forgiveness and yeah. so in turn like according to the lord's prayer you know um you know for father forgive me as i have forgiven those who have sinned against me or forgive um, me based off, you know, like how I forgive my debtors or yeah. whatever version, <laughs> whatever version you read. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, the other thing too that uh, he really kind of brought to the table in this uh, portion of like chaos is don't try to control dumb. Yeah, I like that. I, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to dive into that just a little bit yeah, more? Yeah, absolutely. Know, what he means by that? Yeah, so uh, basically what his thought is, okay, so you have a really, really good team, right? So you have nine people that are doing fantastic, and then you may have one that may be struggling, right? They're just making dumb mistakes. And his thought was don't get so bureaucratic, right, that you make rules to try to uh, – uh, to basically uh, rules to help um, to help resolve the issues that's being made by one person. So you're creating this rule that affects the whole team, while the majority of the team may not necessarily be making the mistake. One person's making the mistake. Don't put in place rules for that stifles the team's growth yeah. just because you're trying to take care of one particular. 
instance. So um, it's like you have a dumb mistake once in a while, right? And you create yeah. a rule for it, and now you've stifled the entire operation just exactly. because it's of one another, thing. It's another hoop to jump through, or it's another red tape. Exactly. And, you know, if you have too many of those, you're just stifling growth because everybody has to make sure they check the box. Uh-huh. I see that a lot in corporations, right, that mm-hmm. they, they do that, right? They have a right. lot of things that – and then people don't realize after a while – when you have this huge uh, thing of red tape or mm-hmm. this huge thing of hoops that you have to jump through, it, it does. It yeah. stifles the energy, the momentum, the you know direction of where you're headed. Right. Well, I mean, also, I feel like it's a case-by-case basis as well, right? Because, um, you know, depending on what you do or how important that role is, determines like how much you should really slow down. You know, mm-hmm. there's a difference between like slowing down, just making sure you have your uh, T's crossed and your I's dotted like uh, in airplanes, right? Before like when they service the mechanics have like a checklist to make sure that they brought all their tools out, you know? Yeah. Or, uh, and I mean, that's important because planes have to be safe, a good, you know, all the time, right? Yeah. But then you have like other processes that you could afford to have mistakes and have that learning uh, opportunity afterwards. It's not as impactful, so... Yeah, don't make a rule for something you can you as a leader can correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people kind of hide behind the rules mm-hmm. and try to uh, eliminate something right. from happening instead of just directly going to the person to correct exactly. it. Because now you're forcing everybody to follow that rule when mm-hmm. it was just one person that was just needing to be brought up or empowered right. or encouraged. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that was a really, a really. Nice bit of insight that was shared, and yeah. uh, it really has made me take a look at, you know. Um, and I think as a leader, we need to hold people, you know, accountable. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we come down on them too hard. Yeah. But, you know, oftentimes we, some people don't want to take that approach, mm-hmm. but I find it in, in my years of experience, when you take the direct approach, People usually usually tend to start mm-hmm. respecting that at some point because they know that you care about them right. and you want to invest in them and you're wanting them to succeed as opposed to mm-hmm. flounder. You right. Know? And, I mean, that's, that's right because uh, you're, like, in this mindset of, like, equipping someone. And, uh, you know, we move on from one uh, one position, you know, like a place within organizations or, you know, you make switch to a whole other organization so there's always flux no matter uh, no matter which uh, like position or in which career you're in there's always going to be flux so there's always going to be a movement in and out of that position and uh, you know as leaders it's really important to equip the people that come after you you know and he kind of he mentioned that as well Um, during his speech uh, he talked about uh, he took a poll of the audience members and he said, hey, I'm the senior pastor for Life Church." He said, how many positions do you think I interview for? Like, well, those positions that come in, how many of those I interview? And he started off with the smallest, you know, like the least like important um, position. And he's like, do you think I interview for that? And, you know, majority of the audience didn't raise their hand and, you know, got to like, uh, do I interview for the pastor or, you know, uh, the associate pastor. And he went all the way up uh, the ladder uh, to, like, the campus pastor. And at the end, he said, here's the big thing. I did not interview any of those. Oh, wow. He said, is my 
he said, I have to enable the people that are responsible for interviewing those individuals because he said, if they never interview them, they'll never have the opportunity to learn. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. And that, you know, that's what's neat about building a successful team too. If you find the right team yeah. and have the right chemistry with your team, you should be able to trust them right. to go and do your work, the work, you know, you don't have to oversight or micromanage them. Right. And uh, he, I mean, that's where he really ends this kind of like section off. Uh, and he says, and I'm going to just quote here, but the mark of great leadership isn't measured by how much you control, but by the leaders you empower. So a really, really powerful quote that uh, really kind of stood out to me. And, and I think that, you know, I, I see this in ministry too a lot with, and I'm sure that happens in businesses a lot as well. But there, that some churches, it's the pastor that does it all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the pastor that's doing the teaching, the pastor that's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing all the scheduling and all that. And uh, that really shortchanges the church for the future, mm -hmm. right? If they're dependent on one person to do all those things, then they're not able to really move forward right. in an area where they're going to be successful without the pastor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, building teams, growing, that's important for us as, as leaders to you know, if you have a business to make sure your business is going to be able to carry on without you. Right. And you are going to be able to handle chaos more because right. it's not just going to be <laughs> you handling all those dynamics. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so he ended it off with application because he said it's really, really important to kind of go through these three major things, um, you know, uh, pain and certainty and chaos but he said it's very, very important to have the application uh, afterwards. And so for this, for chaos application, question is, what are you controlling that you need to let go of right now? And uh, that's such a powerful thing. Like sometimes we hold too long to something yeah. and we're trying to we're trying to control it, control its outcome. But sometimes we just have to like let go and see. You know where God, uh, you know where God takes takes it uh, because it could very well be that you know someone else is more suited for that, or maybe it's just an opportunity that shouldn't <laughs> have been a possibility, or maybe just didn't work yeah. out. Yeah, I think there, that's a very important question to ask, is what things can I let go of? You know, that's kind of interesting, because that's where we're at in our transition here at church. You know, I've been asked to think about what things can I let go of and right. that I've been in charge of. So I'm trying to be real with myself and real with the team to say, okay, these are areas where mm -hmm. I could see me letting go of so I could focus more on the yeah. senior pastor uh, position. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and then the next item, so the next uh, item we'll talk about to the next section is about uncertainty. So uncertainty is the you and puck. And um, I thought it was really, really interesting because uh, he mentioned something that, of course, I feel like it's common sense, but the only certainty that uh, we have is that things are going to be uncertain, yeah. <laughs> right? We mm -hmm. don't know what's going to happen uh, in the future. We don't know what's going to happen in the next days. Uh, we think we do, but we don't. You know, things come out of left field. You know, and even if you're a, a visionary type leader, you see the future. It doesn't mean you know all the details mm -hmm. behind it. It's like, uh, it's like I used to be involved in, you know, doing dramas, and sometimes they'd turn out the way you, you thought. And uh -huh. Many times, though, it was totally different experience uh, as you kind of create in your mind. Uh, but but that's where, you know, you got to trust God at work in that. And, 
and trust the people around you, mm-hmm. um, even even though you don't have the guaranteed outcome. Right, you know? absolutely. And it's hard. To, uh, I mean, it's hard to work with that, you know, especially if uh, your character is something that loves certainty or control, right? We talked mm-hmm. about control in the last section, but uh, it's really hard to let go or be comfortable with uncertainty because, you know, you like to control every aspect. and. Yeah. Um, going going into risk too. Mm-hmm. That I think this section is really about taking those risks, right? It's mm-hmm. about you know not not going for that hundred percent. Right. Nothing's a hundred percent. Yeah. At what point do you say, okay, now we're going to take this chance? And mm-hmm. I I love what he said about uh, really this. I think that it was in this section that he talked about. You know, I'd rather have take a risk with faith uh-huh. than just live in fear Absolutely. and and just let the fear control you. Um, so I think that it's very powerful in the sense that it's worth taking risk. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes failure is not as bad as we make it out to be, is it? No, it's To not. take a chance. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I read about Larry Osborne said, it's like, you know, if you're afraid to, you know, or you don't, don't always ask to say, I need your full support. Mm-hmm. But just mention it like when you go to the board meeting or you go to a leadership team, say, do I have just permission to try this out? Yeah. Can I have some... Uh, leave way to just give this a chance to right. see what happens because too many times we expect everybody to give buy-in mm-hmm. and maybe people aren't ready for buy-in maybe they're not right. ready for that but doesn't mean that it's not a good idea you shouldn't try it it should be that hey can I have permission just to go experiment right. with this to see how it plays out and that kind of gives you a foothold or area area to where it's not just mm-hmm. you know it's able to kind of live on its own the right. idea and sometimes like Leadership may not know what they uh, what they want, right? Because it hasn't been brought, like especially if yeah. it's a new idea. You know, like how many how many people thought um, a touchscreen phone without exactly. any buttons was a great idea? Well, you bring you know? up a great point. I think about this all the time with with ministry now a lot too. Is like, how do people know what they want until they see it, until yeah. they use it, until they experience it? It's like Steve Jobs, uh-huh. he had a, a constant vision of what people. He knew he could see the future and see what the potential was there, and that's what drove him a lot of times with the things he created. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what we need to keep in mind too. Is sometimes as leaders, it, you can't just ask a vote. Mm-hmm. You can't just ask for people to totally believe in what you're doing. Right. You kind of have to lead them because they some many times people don't know what they want until they see right. it, until they actually use it, until they experience it. Absolutely. And that, as a job as a leader, we have to kind of, you know, take that risk and and give it a try to help the see, people see the value in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like right now, media. I can remember back when most people in the church didn't know what it was, didn't utilize mm-hmm. it, and now I think we've definitely, you know, are getting to where most people in the church are at least aware of it, right. whether they use it or not. Um, they're aware of what that is. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it, yeah, it's very very interesting that. A lot of times we base our leadership off of that uncertainty. You know, we want to be comfortable. We want to. We want things to go our way, right? But real good leaders will navigate you mm-hmm. out of that certainty thing, right? So that you can grow. Right. And it's it's during that time of risk taking that you potentially usually do grow more than mm-hmm. than just the you know being safe or right. You know, absolutely. And I mean that really ties in with something that he mentioned, <clears throat> and. I'm just going to read this, but he said, because our world is uncertain, a good leader 
plans for unforeseen challenges, right? And that also a great leader plans for unexpected opportunities that occurs out of that because out of uncertainty comes opportunities. Yeah. Because, you know, once again, it's nebulous, right? You don't know what's out there, but it's like we could either focus on the negative, like sure, there are negative things out there, um, or there could be certainty. So it's like trekking through a jungle, right? You don't yeah. know what's ahead of the next bend. Could there be a tiger? Absolutely. Or there could be, you know, gold, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. So I thought that was, uh, uh, you know, that was really, really uh, powerful. And the one thing that um, I really liked out of uh, this speech, I think it was like one of my biggest takeaways was to create margin for opportunities. Uh, So many times we create like margin for uh, negative things to happen, right? So that's what insurance is for. You know, we create margin just in case, you know, we get in a car accident or we break a leg or something. So, I mean, we plan for negative things. But I I know for me, I don't take as much time preparing for opportunities. You know, like whether that's your time, opening your time up so that when that opportunity, opportunity arrives, you could say, oh, I, I will take that on or... Yeah. So I thought that was a really good takeaway. Just yeah, and I, I just thinking about uh, Life Church uh, that I remember when they introduced. Uh, I think it was a Global Leadership Summit, and he spoke maybe a few years ago about this lens. It was a new app that they were, <laughs> the church was introducing uh, to take a picture, and it would associate a scripture with that that picture. Right. Well, that that I I'm assuming that that's failed because that's no longer a thing now. Uh-huh. But look at the 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 at least they took a risk, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times we worry so much, but probably most people don't even know that's a thing now. that was. <laughs> but it, you know that that was a willingness to take a risk, right? And and take an opportunity, right? And so sometimes even if your opportunities don't pan out, don't get in the mindset, oh, I just need to play it safe. I just want to play it safe because I do think that. When you take or are willing to take some risks, you're willing to grow. You're mm-hmm. willing to take those opportunities for growth. I mean, just like with the Bible app, I mean, look how much it's used. Uh, right. That was all started. And I remember hearing him talk about that, that it was a guy that came in from his office, their tech mm-hmm. guy, said, hey, there's an opportunity to create an app and to do a Bible. Uh-huh. And, and he was like, okay, we'll go with it. Let's try <laughs> it out. So, I mean, just his willingness to be open to the idea, to listen to somebody else. Right. So it wasn't like his idea. It was somebody on his staff that had this idea, and he was allowing – he didn't be – he wasn't the person to say, oh, no, we can't do that. Right. And I think that also reminds me of another Andy Stanley speech that talked about are you a, are you a how-to person uh-huh. or are you a, a wow person? Um, you know, how do you approach people's ideas? Uh-huh. Um, because a lot of times we're so much about how. Well, uh-huh. how are you going to do that? How are you going right. to do this? Or are we, wow, like, yeah. let's take this opportunity. Let's just check it out and see what happens. Right. Um, don't be so much afraid of the risk of uncertainty. Um, we may not have all the answers right, you know, right up front. But exactly. I have the mindset to say whatever may come, whatever challenge, we'll take those on. And, and I think if you're, you're dealing with people on staff or you're dealing with uh, – maybe a church or a business that's reluctant, maybe take baby steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe you can't take a big giant leap, but maybe you can take a baby step in that direction. Again, not asking for buy-in for everybody to say, oh, yeah, we're 100% behind this, but say, 
can I have permission to just give this an experiment just to try this out right. and then get the results of that and give that feedback to them to help them feel better about that decision. Uh-huh. Um, but to not do anything, just to play it safe, to be guarded and uncertainty. It, right. I, I, like you said, I think it, I think it, a lot of times it opens the door for opportunities for mm-hmm. us to do something different that we've never done before. And it might be really good. I mean, that's when we faced the pandemic here at Porterfield, one of the first things we talked about doing was devotions, mm-hmm. video devotions for people to check out during the right. week. And I think that really, especially when we first started doing it, really helped us stay connected mm-hmm. as a church because we weren't able to get close to each other. <laughs> so hearing from different people from the church on an outside of Sunday right. type message, I think it really helped people to still feel a little bit connected to the church. You uh-huh. know? So Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, that... That program that you guys did, I mean, it really, it really created like a footprint uh, on like digital platforms, you know, whether that's social media, you know, just seeing the churches out there and uh, they're, uh, they're pursuing a different venue, you know, a different like platform uh, during uncertain times, (laughs) you know. Um, And I think that's... uh, that kind of brings something that uh, Craig mentioned in this. Um, and he indicated, like, in uncertain times, a lot of leaders default to the goal of, I don't want to fail. Yeah. And really, it's a bad goal to have because inaction itself actually robs you of more opportunity than, you know, trying an opportunity out and failing. And a lot of times, if you, you know, quote, fail, <laughs> Uh, if you do it correctly, you have so many lessons that you could learn from that. And on your next project, you can take those lessons and say, hey, this is what really worked from that project. And this is maybe some of the things that didn't really work. So, Yeah, there's been so many dramas that I've done that, that failed that actually uh-huh. taught me how not to do a right. drama. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that's the thing, too, as we as we think about that is is – you know, navigating that to, to, to learn, look, look at these opportunities that we're, we have as opportunities to learn rather than being pass or fail. Right. It's an opportunity to learn. Exactly. It's an experiment. And it's, it's always me when I hear the word experiment, that's exciting. Right? <laughs> yes. When I hear the word brainstorm, uh-huh. uh, those are words that to me inspire creativity. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, you know, what do you mean? I can be creative. Uh-huh. I can, I can uh, take a chance. Uh, you know, um, I think it too, as pastors or people that maybe are older, uh, as you get older, I think that you got to be on guard because if you play it safe, you're missing out even opportunities in in, in your years as as you've experienced things. Doesn't mean you can't learn something new. Right. That we should always be a student. Mm-hmm. Well, and two is like embracing that kind of like uncertainty as well because sometimes like the most impactful thing that you create comes during those uncertain times. Like, you don't realize it. Like, how many times have you been, like, in a zone and you're just like, hey, I'm just doing this for fun, you know? And you're like, I'm just going to do this. And then all of a sudden it just blows up to be, you know, a lot larger than you ever expected it to be. So, um, and I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, as a new parent, like, I really get to see that uh, in, like, my child, right? Yeah. And the other day, um, I was just remarking to myself because um, my son, uh, you know, figured out how to tumble, right? Like, <laughs> he went, like, head over heels, and he thought he had the best fun. And uh, it was so crazy because 
he was so excited. He did it the first time, started clapping, right? It was just so joyous. Yeah. And then he wanted to do it over and over again. And I thought to myself, like, when did we ever lose that love for learning? You yeah. know, like learning new stuff. You know, now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm at a job. I learned something new. Like, oh, man, like, all right. Like, you don't have the same, like, impact. Like, well, same if we energy. go back to it, it's probably the control. It's probably yeah. the 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 red tape. It's probably the rules uh-huh. that are imposed that stifles growth, uh-huh. that are kind of robbing people of the joy uh-huh. they should have uh-huh. to be able to experiment and try yeah. something new. Right. I mean, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. You know, you know as, a, as an organization, sometimes you can have too many of those rules that cause people to feel weighed down right. and, and unduly burdened mm-hmm. to carry this weight on them. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, and we subconsciously start, like, not wanting to learn or we don't get yeah. the same excitement that we do from yeah. from learning new things. Well, if I have to jump through this hoop or that hoop exactly. to get there, I, right. don't, you know, <laughs> I don't think I don't, I don't know if I'd want to do that either. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, and then uh, really like the application portion to this uh, for uncertainty, the question that he really wants us to really ask ourselves is what risk do I need to take? Like right now, like what is that one decision or that one, uh, yeah, what's that one risk, one decision that you need to take right now that you've been putting off way too long? Um, and, you know, like now more than ever, you know, we see the uncertainty in this world. We already see the risk out there. And it's like, well, there's no better time than now to, you know, see everything's in turmoil anyways. So you might as well go in there and see if there's, take a chance and uh, do what's never been done. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, just because it's never been done doesn't mean it's not what's supposed to be done. Right. You know, uh, you know how does new ideas occur? How does uh-huh. how do we get to where, we, you know, like you mentioned about cell phones, how do we yeah. get to where we have the watches that we have available now? How do we see the advancement in technology mm-hmm. or, or anything? You know, like it's people that took mm-hmm. risk. It's people that said, there's got to be more. There's got to be a better yeah, way. Absolutely. There's got to be something else we can do. If you just stay with the norm and, and just yeah. try to stay that with uncertain times, uh, you're going to be behind in a lot of ways. you gotta, you got to kind of look at those opportunities that you're given in those uncertain times as right. advantages, really, right. opportunities. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, like the Wright brothers, mm-hmm. uh, they created the plane, right? They invented the plane. And within a hundred years, I mean, look where we look where look how far yeah. uh, we've come. And I mean, now we can't imagine a world without airplanes, right? Yeah. Um, and so, just the impact that two people had on this world. So, I mean, um, well, it's like uh, I don't know if you knew this, but I was watching a documentary about Star Trek uh-huh. and. The fact that they had the communicators that they had yeah. uh, on the TV, the old original TV show, that's what inspired people to right. build uh, cell phones. So uh-huh. it was really cool to see <laughs> that, you know, that here here you have cell phones because of a, of a, a fantasy show, right? right. A, a sci-fi mm-hmm. show that had this idea of having a, a communicators, right. and now we have cell phones. So well, I mean, right. talk about not knowing all the answers, right? Now, that's a prime example, right? Here's a communicator. I mean... I'm sure the movie producers didn't uh, say, oh, you know, this is the ins and outs of how this is going to work. They just put the end vision yeah. and someone else asked the pertinent questions of like, how could we make that work? You know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, 
the third item uh, in Puck, uh, which happens to, of course, be the first one. <laughs> this one's an owie. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, is a P for pain. So, um, One we none of us like, right? None um, of us know, like pain. I don't sign up for pain. No. <laughs> but you hear terms like no pain, no gain, right? Yeah. But um, this, I think this really kind of really kind of meshes well with the last speaker that we talked uh, talked yeah. about so rich uh, rich wilkerson he talked about the grind yeah and inherently grind comes with a lot of pain you know there's a lot of friction uh, involved and yeah uh craig mentioned in his talk that there's no pain like leadership pain and he yeah. referenced paul i believe in a first i think second corinthians yeah second corinthians 11 and he talked about the the pain, the trials and tribulations that he went through. And then like to cap it off all, he was pained by his worries for, you know, like the Corinthian church. And uh, he talked, Craig talked about, you know, you could do everything right, but there's always going to be that thing like in the back of your mind where you worry, like, did I do enough? You know, Um, did I do everything correctly? Like, um, did I give my full 100%? You always have those nagging questions that, um, that bog you down so some of it's the burden and, and yeah. also some of it's just the challenges right um that you face uh when you're leading something mm-hmm. it, it is going to be painful right. as a leader it's not going to be an easy road uh a lot of times we can easily complain about the difficulty we face but that is part of the job as a leader That's... to kind of acknowledge that there is that pain that uh-huh. i'm going to put myself in a situation i don't really like uh-huh. i mean most of us kind of run away from pain but uh-huh. as a leader we kind of got to embrace that as a part of the leadership role that we right. play is that um i think that i think i can't remember who said it but oftentimes leaders are misunderstood mm-hmm. you know uh they can be second guessed questioned right. uh not believed in uh mm-hmm. some of their ideas may seem extreme um <laughs> uh, but but really um leaders have to have the ability to withstand all that Mm -hmm. to at least uh, rely on a a group of people or have people around them to support them in it and know that, okay, it's going to be okay. You know, I don't, we're not going to be able to please everybody all the time. Right. And you know, especially in ministry, that's a hard because you want, you want everybody to be happy. Exactly. But the reality is you can't, it's just not going to happen. Right. Uh, But the biggest thing is making sure you're leading with vision (laughs) and, and living out your purpose and on mission yeah. of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, like if you stay true to yourself and true to your relationship with God, yeah. I mean, that's that's really where it's at. You know, that's yeah. that's ultimately what matters. And yeah, but uh, it was interesting because, like, in this the section of pain, he talks about how opportunities always have a cost. Yep. And uh, in his message, he really talked about really being intentional and being really careful about uh, the asks that uh, you pose and he said uh, you know like oh gosh i wish i had more influence and he said be careful what you ask for because uh, you ask for these things and you don't realize like the cost associated with it and you know that's so that's so true of everything in our lives like do you want to be like really good as a professional in your career well you have to kind of like strike that balance because you could be like a really good professional in your career and your personal life may suffer, you know? So it's really striking that balance and really considering the costs. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I think that 
you know, oftentimes we think that leadership is easy and it's yeah, not. It's not. Yeah, and that's good to hear from somebody that has experience that, no, it, to be a leader, it's you got to kind of understand that and experience right. that and know that it is going to be a cost. There is going to be a pain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, as uh, far as like the application part of it, the question that was really posed to attendees was, uh, what painful decision have you been avoiding? Yeah. And I think about a lot because a lot of times, you know, we, uh, it, I think one of the red flags for me is if I start complaining about a, a uh-huh. certain thing a lot, yeah, then it's probably something I need to deal with. You know what I mean? Like if I'm right. Oh, this, 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 you know, or all this person, you know, like uh-huh. then, then maybe you need to address that. Maybe you need to try to figure out a way to head that on mm-hmm. in a way to, to get it taken care of. Because if you, if you don't, uh, oftentimes that, that will just come back to bite you harder later right. on. And I've learned that the hard way. Well, and like one of my mentors uh, also told me, he said, sometimes we go you know, into our tasks, you know, or through our day. And we like to prioritize stuff, right? Like, oh, I have to change. I have to take my car in for an oil change, right? You know, that's that's fairly important. Um, or, you know, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And but he said, you want to start your day off with the thing that bugs you the most. Oh, you know, it's like it could be small. It could be like fairly unimportant. But he said the amount of time you spend worrying about it yeah. while you're taking care of other priorities, your mind is going to be like on this one thing and it's going to be bugging you over and over. So he said, prioritize that first, get that done out of the way. And he said, you'll find out that you have more efficiency, increased efficiency. Probably because more energy and excitement yeah. to your day too, because you've gotten off that worry off. Uh-huh. It changes your perspective. And exactly. Then, yeah. So I've noticed that a lot, like whenever I'm like in a rut and I find myself like, you know, stressed out or I have like, I feel like I have so much stuff to do. I find out that it's usually because of like inaction. Like I've, I haven't been doing, like I haven't been making grounds on different things. And as really soon. Kind of like proactive. Yeah, right? being proactive. Yeah. And as soon as you kind of get that off your list, like everything's good. It's, it's like you can breathe. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's but, really good. Uh, the other thing he mentioned too in the application portion is just uh, your capacity to lead towards the future is really determined by your ability to endure pain today. So it's really like having that long-term vision. You know, it's like uh, making that short-term sacrifice for a long-term goal. Yeah. And, of course, I like his last statement there. If you're not dead, you're not done. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think about that with people like my grandma. Uh, you know, even though as she got older, she couldn't do as much as she yeah. would like, she was still faithful and still yeah. made phone calls, still greeted people at the church. Uh-huh. Uh, she didn't let her age define her. And I think that so many times in our culture we let age define us. And, you know, I hope I hope and pray that, you know, whatever age I'm at, mm-hmm. uh, I'll still be trying to figure out ways to to fulfill this really to, to embrace the pain right. to understand there's going to be pain yeah. to uh, understand that navigate uncertainty and yeah. and you know with the chaos to look at it as an opportunity you mm-hmm. know? yeah and the one thing that I really like too about this is you know when things are uncertain what's most important becomes clear you know yeah. and we kind of experienced that with COVID right you know all this uncertainty has really made us focus on you know, our relationship with God because yeah. of the mortality that we see, you know, around us and, you know, our families and 
we we really saw what was uh, super super important. And I think about that with an organization too. Keep keep your mission, you know, simple for everyone to understand, so that everybody can join you where you are, mm-hmm. and you know, keep the mission alive. You know, right. just like our mission here is love, lead, life. And I think if we would live out those three words. Uh, that would change uh, so many things, right? Uh, how we approach things. Yeah. So I mean, like, really, kind of like in the wrap up portion of that. Um, really, as a leader, uh, growing in your capacity for puck, right? Yeah. Uh, the big things that we should really kind of like reflect on, and uh, that's so powerful. But to reflect on these three things, you know, what do you need to let go? What risks do you need to take? And then what? painful decision needs to be made right now. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good. And those are action steps that kind of lead you through those uncertain times and chaos and the pain that you're experiencing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So that was, uh, that was really the message that uh, Craig Rochelle really brought to the global leadership um, of uh, 2021. So I'm really excited to kind of see where that uh, goes this year as you know, we kind of, we're like on the tail end of this and things are kind of going back to a different kind of normalcy. So uh, we're really excited to see, uh, you know, what Craig brings this year uh, yeah. during the GLS 2022. Yeah, looking forward to it. And I guess if anybody's interested in that, they should check out the Global Leadership Summit. Yeah. We're hosting it here at Porterfield Baptist Church. So Absolutely. Yeah, please check that out. Check out our website. Check out our Facebook page. We've got some information there for you. Absolutely. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope that this has helped you to take the next step in your leadership. Be sure to join us next time on Lead Me. Take care.